The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. is running out for those still alive in the quest to be the 2022 Cup Series champion. Foul right oh. from first into the wall. That'll do it. Caution out. If he goes to the garage, she's out of the race. And that's what it sounded like. This was their goal all day long. Have clean stops every single stop. Laney looks like has an issue. Spin. Last week, it was a spin on the racetrack. This week, he gets loose. So cars on their way to pit road with race leader Martin Trex Jr. in front. And we'll follow the stops first. Ross Chastain. Oh, he got oh. hit coming into his wow. pit stall. Nice spin to 19. He did, but he was going to miss his stall. Chastain, Elliott, Hamlin, all above that cut line. Hamlin in the wall. The all these guys going by him. One point, two points. And Larson will win at Homestead, Miami. Great couple days. So proud of you guys. So proud of this team. And Ross Chastain. Chase Elliott and William Byron will leave Miami above the cut line with only one race remaining to determine who will make it into the championship four. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Miles. Nate Ryan here with Jeff Burton and Kyle Petty. We just watched the round of eight middle race there at Homestead Miami Speedway, won by Kyle Larson. And Jeff, you've been saying it all week. The guy who can put his car next to the wall and push is going to be the fastest, probably going to win the race. And... I'd say the guy who won the race probably had his yeah. car pinned against the wall more than anybody else. Well, let's start over. First, you're, you start the show by saying greetings. That's your... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, greetings. Thank you. Greetings. So now, yeah. now I feel like yeah. we're on the now show. Now we're on. Right. So, it's live. Thank you. So, listen, no surprise. I mean, Kyle yeah. Larson, we've seen him at Homestead multiple times, looking like the fastest car. I think showing a ton of respect to guys yeah. racing for a championship, not getting in there messing with them. But... but you know, the, the, uh, Homestead's one of those racetracks where if somebody gets up yep. on that wall and they're ripping it and their car is driving well, they're going to beat you. And there was times in this race where Kyle Larson's a half a second faster than the guy God, that was crazy. second. Right. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. That, that's what we, we were talking earlier, and that's why I said they were, there were times late in a run when he was two and three and four tenths faster than anybody on the racetrack. And you were like, how in goodness gracious name did that happen? I want to give you a tip of the hat here. That's great. That was great analysis and a great call when Denny got in the wall and you said, there's one point, there's two points. There's two. That brings that home to the fans to say, that's where he's losing it. It's not, I don't care where he finishes. These are points that he's given up. But you look at Kyle Larson and from the time Kyle Larson, I think Kyle Larson was in the B group uh, of practice. I, I, I want to go back and say, in that brief, he was, he went out and started putting up times in the B group that was a lot slower than the A group that morning. And his times were like, okay, this is, he's, he's in a different place. He's in a different place than either one of these groups. And it never checked up, man. All weekend long, it stayed the same. Was this maybe one of the best races Kyle Larson's ever driven? Obviously, he's had a great career, won the championship last year, won 10 races last year. But 
KP and I were, and I were talking about this earlier, Jeff, that, I mean, three-hour race, he, le- he led 199 laps. He built eight, nine-second leads at, at some points. And I don't want to diminish the significance. He was like six inches from the wall at, a, what, 180, 190 miles an hour for more than two hours. You know, I, I, you know listen, I, I, I don't want to – I mean, he was – he could do no wrong last year. Yeah. You know, he had so many great races last year. I'd have to go back and revisit all of them. But, but you know, he had so many great races last year that uh, I'm more surprised that he wasn't able to do that this year, that, yeah. that we didn't see the Kyle Larson this year yeah, we, that we saw we last talked year. talked about that, too. And yeah. we've seen him make more mistakes yeah. this year than we, we saw him make last year. Last year, he just looked like Superman, like, yeah. you know, just made it look easy. This year, he's so, shown some vulnerabilities. So, uh, on a year where he's made some mistakes and not been as perfect as he was last year. I know he wasn't perfect last year, yeah. but it seemed like he was. Uh, we've seen more, you yeah. know, cracks in the armor this year. And then to go to one of the most, ra- one of the most difficult racetracks and put that together. But I, listen, I want to say this. It just works for some drivers. We saw it on Saturday. You know, we yeah. saw it on Saturday with Noah Gregson. Yeah. It just, there were times he was four-tenths faster than the field. It just, that racetrack, when you get it figured out, there's a few drivers that just flat out are better yeah. on old tires than everyone else. And, 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 I, and I, to that point, I'll say every driver has that. Every driver has one racetrack, two racetracks mm-hmm. that they just they go to, and no matter what they do, I mean, he goes to Darlington. He just kills it. You know what I mean? There's certain racetracks that, that you just go to. And, and I said, like when we were talking about it, I said, I looked up yesterday, and I was fascinated the whole race because I, I, I'm sitting there just like you. You've got the times. You've got the time. I don't care what he's doing on a racetrack. I'm watching his times. You know what I mean? And everybody else is up here in like 34 20, or 35 20s. And, and he's like a 34 65. I'm like, where'd that lap come from, right. man? Where right. did that lap come from? And you physically see it on the racetrack. You see him just going away from somebody with the same tires on the same racetrack at the same time. And it's like I told him. Last year, I watched him win races. And we've all been through that where we've seen guys where when it's their time, it's just their time. It's just your time. Nothing's going to go wrong, man. You, you pull in the garage area and take the valve covers off, and every valve spring is broken. But you finish the race, and you won. And that's the way it is. So everybody has that. Last year, he just flat outrun people a lot of times. Yesterday, he outrun people, but he did it in a lot more methodical way. It seemed like it's like, okay, I'm going to give you six seconds out. Now I'm going to bust a lap and show you what I can do. And then I'll just back it up here. So it just seemed to be different yesterday just watching him run. A, a little, I, I think, too, a little reminder for us how good the mile-and-a-half race oh, has yeah. been this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. That I was looked, a great I, way to go a mile-and-a-half. That was a good capper. Yeah. I looked out of the window at one point, and he was, he was entering turn three, and the second-place guy was in the middle of one and two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And they hadn't run that long. Like, no. it wasn't like, I mean, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm like, wow. Like, when's, and we used to see that a lot. Yeah. We used to see on mile and a half somebody get out like that a lot. It, was, it just struck me like, oh, my gosh, it's been a while since we've seen this. I mean, it was, it was just complete total yeah. domination. And you were saying all week, Jeff, that, like, it was all about the guy who was willing to push it the most, be closest to the wall, was going to be rewarded the most. And Kyle Larson said it. He hit the wall three times, but in the old car, that would have stopped him. The next gen, it, it kind of it, it dovetails what you were saying. It, it rewards guys who are willing to put it on the limit and just yeah. push, 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 and that's how he won the race. It just does. It, it, it's crazy. I don't, I don't even, I can't understand. I don't know why uh, at that racetrack in particular that being that close to the wall, 
is an advantage over being that close to the wall. Yeah. I don't, you know, there's, yeah. and it seems greater there than other places. We've yeah, seen Dale Jr. and some other guys yeah. get right against the wall, at, you know, at, at some racetracks, and it looks really, really good, but it's not a half a second. Yeah. I mean, there, it's just a major difference in being able to, to really get and really be right on that wall. And, and then the, the willingness to hit the wall. The willingness right. to right. say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to hit the wall some. It's just part of what we're going to do today. I got to not. I got to do it the right way. Yeah, that, and, and that's every, the deal. Yeah, and that, everybody just be committed to it. That's, that is the deal. That's the fascinating part for me is you see the guys that go up there and run it, like like Larson, and he would get into it, but he would get into it like this, like you know, like this. We saw Denny at the end of right. the race get into right. it, and it stops him. Right. It just stops him. I mean, it just like it's like it just reached out and grabbed his right side tires and said, whoa, 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 like that. You know what I mean? So it's funny how those guys just seem to know how to get up there. And, and listen, I, and I brought it up, so riddle me this, Jeff Burton. <laughs> okay? So on Saturday, on Saturday uh, we see composite body cars. And y'all, I'm going to throw the y'all piece in because that's a factor. I, I'm sure it is. But we saw so many of them get up into the wall and cut right rear tires. Yeah. Is it because the wide sidewall is taller? Is it thin? I mean, because we saw the same amount of cars get into the wall, but we didn't see the right rear tires cut. And I was worried about the right rear tire, or, or the tire cut in front and rear, um, because this was a more symmetrical, so it was the same, theoretically, it's the same distance from the front to the rear. But I, I just didn't see I didn't, that didn't rear its head yesterday I for some reason. I would assume it was just the, the, um the, the shorter, soft side wall is yeah. tougher, stronger, yeah, that, uh, or it yeah. gets because it's, you know, it gets in the wheel more, or it's good point. The, Could the, get in the wheel more. The fender is good point further on out on the cup yeah. car versus good, the good you know, maybe doesn't get into the yeah. tires much. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. As we see here, yeah. Justin Allgaier getting up near the fence there yeah. with the uh, Xfinity car. All right, NASCAR America Motormouths, of course, we're taking your phone calls eight four four NASCAR NBC or tweet us at hashtag Motormouths, and we're get things started with Chandler. On the line, Chandler. Welcome to NASCAR America Motormouths. Thank you, Nate. And let's you know remind everybody that you know, like, man, it's hard to believe it's been 18 years after we lost Ricky Hendrick. God bless him. We will always yeah. remember him, and he is forever in our hearts. And um, and Jeff, you mentioned, you know, I was surprised as well. Like Kyle Larson, you know, he has been doing really well this year, but after Homestead, you know. Did Kyle Larson learn something from that? Because I think, and because with this, he could be better next year. I mean, we'll never know. But, I mean, that's my opinion. But what do you guys think? All right. Does Kyle Larson take something in the 2023? So, I I think what made Kyle Larson great last year is what's worked against him this year. Yeah. I think that the ability to slide that car last year uh, really worked for him. That car like that. This car, when you slide it a certain amount, it no longer makes grip. And Kyle Larson has been willing Look, look, when you got a guy as big of a talent yeah. as Kyle Larson, and there's multiple others on the track as well, when they make a mistake, they're learning, right? They make a mistake, and they don't they don't pout about it. They do for a little while, but they go back and they analyze it. And they're like, okay, what did I feel? What happened? And then they get better from it. So those mistakes that Kyle Larson has made driving this race car this year are only going to make him better for next year. Because Kyle Larson is not going to second guess himself. Yeah, no. He just drives. He just drives. But... He drives off a field, he drives off of, okay, I'm at my limit, and he's crossed over it some, and on this day, he never got over his limit. Yeah. He, he, and and so, so I think this year, this year for everybody, 
has been a major learning opportunity. How do you manage this car? How yeah. do you put this car on the edge of grip? Good How do point. you bring it back when you lose it? And I think a guy like Kyle Larson, he will be a favorite. When we start, yeah. when Daytona 500 comes around for next year, he is certainly on my list of a favorite and to let, win the championship. So, listen, what's that? Is that his second win? Third. Third, third win. Third so, let, let's look at this. Okay, so Kyle Larson has won three races, has put Hendrick Motorsports in a position to win the owners. We were talking about this earlier, which is just a bizarre thing. But, but the, to, win, to, that. Yeah, to, yeah. to win to win the owners thing. Okay, so, so many things like that. It's not a bad year, dude. No. Yeah. We're just comparing yeah. it to Kyle Larson from last year. Right. So now we're, doing, now we're doing to Kyle Larson what we always did with Jimmy Johnson. Okay? We're comparing him to himself. Okay? When you compare him to the rest of the field, he's, it's not been a terrible year for Kyle Larson. There's about 26 other guys that would take that year. It, you know what I mean? That are, that are out there racing right now when you, when you start looking at it. So that, that's one thing we have to kind of temper ourselves sometimes when we, when we go down this road. But I, I'm going to speak to something that Jeff said. Chastain, after the race, when I think Kim asked him, after everything he's been through this year with all the accidents and everything, was he a different driver now? And his answer was, I would hope I was a different driver because I try to learn every race. I try to do, learn something and go forward. And that's what Jeff is saying, even when you get to the Kyle Larson level. You yeah. never stop learning. Yeah. You never stop trying to be better. You never stop taking from some other driver, I see what he's doing. Yeah. I'm going to do that next time. And we've seen that from Ross Chastain yeah. the last two weeks. Yes. And the battling for the lead, not stepping over his bounds, yes. not getting himself in trouble, leaving there with good points. Yeah. Like, yes, could he have potentially won one of those races? Eh, it would have been a... It would have been a Hail Mary, yeah. but, but he didn't put himself in that position. Listen, if you can win a race, you got to go do what you got to yeah. do to win it, especially this time of year. But either one of those would have been a big push for, yeah, Kyle, big, for big. Chastain. Yeah. And instead, he yeah. came out with two good finishes last two weeks in a row. So now he goes to Homestead, not safe, but in a much better yeah. safe and shape much better than place. if he got right. himself in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. even a champion like Larson learns from, I mean, he makes that yep, mistake at right. the Roval that takes him out of championship yeah. contention, doesn't make any mistakes yesterday. Now his team essentially, is in that championship round. And I think Josh on the phone wants to ask about the Kyle Larson team and what that win meant to them. Josh, welcome to NASCAR America Money Rounds. Thank you, gentlemen, and good afternoon, good evening to all the fans watching on TV. My question has to do with his dominant performance and what happened last week with Bubba Wallace. We all know that Larson's been good at Homestead, but he never really sealed the deal until yesterday. But based upon what had happened last week, do you guys think it'd be safe to say this is true vindication against Bubba Wallace for what he did at Vegas? Also, uh, I'm with you, Kyle Petty, for what you had said last week. I think Bubba Wallace should have been parked for not just the race yesterday, but for the rest of the season as well. All right, well, I think we're going to spin this a different way, Josh, in that uh, I think we're, like, we've moved past the Bubba Wallace yeah. conversation. So I want to Josh talk more about Josh Hassan. <laughs> in terms of it being vindication for the five team, I'd like to spin this forward about what it means from the owner's championship. Because, yeah. again, by virtue of getting this victory, yeah. Kyle Larson's team now yeah. will race for the owner's already. championship. And Kyle Larson actually talked about this after his victory at Homestead Miami Speedway. And let's uh, hear what he had to say about that. But yeah, happy for our team, and we get to go race for an owner's title in Phoenix in a couple weeks, so um, we're, we're still technically not out of it. I know I, I can't win the championship, but it means more to me to, to win it as a team, so um, we're going to go to Phoenix and 
try and get another championship. Yeah, I, I view myself as yes. My if I say we were to win Phoenix, like my name isn't going to be on the the championship. Uh, but you know, having our team be the the champion, I think is is honestly better than that. You know, like I would hate to be in Ryan Blaney's position. I think he's the one that's only in on driver, not owner. I would hate to be in his position and say he wins the championship and he is credited with the championship and not his team. So if I was to have it one way or the other, I would rather be out on my end and, and be able to celebrate the team championship. So um, I'm happy that we get to go compete for that again. And, and honestly, that's, that's what, you know, that's the paycheck too. So uh, we're going to go for that and um, you were fired up about it. The, the name on the trophy might not say Kyle Larson, but if he brings right. the team owner's championship home, the name on the check is going to be to Rick Hendrick, his team owner, and that team owner's championship yeah. means a ton of money. Just to, just to explain this to people and put it in context, there is a team owner's championship every year. There's a driver's championship every year. This is the first time in the NASCAR playoff system with the Cup Series that we've had a situation where you can have a split championship. This hasn't occurred in the Cup Series. We've had a, yeah. a team that's different from the driver and his team in terms of the championship. The last time this happened was 1963. So put this in perspective and what this means for Kyle Larson if, if he were able to win the team owner's championship and not the driver's yeah. championship. So this, this is what I, 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 we talked about it earlier, and this is what I, I had to say. And if you're watching this on TV and see me glazed over, it's just because <laughs> I am. And this is so complicated and so That's convoluted. Uh, but here, so here's the thing. Here's, and, and like I, and, and so I'll say this to Jeff because uh, Nate and I were talking. It happened in 1963, which was a totally different time. Glenn Wood was the car owner champion. Joe Weatherly was the car owner driver. Joe drove for, you said nine, nine teams. teams. I, thought, yeah. I thought he drove for six different teams. He drove for nine teams. Bud Moore, Cliff Stewart, Glenn Wood Company. He drove for multiple teams. This was a time when Jeff Burton, as an owner, could pull his car through the gate, and there would be drivers lined up at the gate with helmets, and they'd say, I don't have a ride tonight, Jeff. Could I drive your car? And Jeff's just looking for a driver. He's just looking for it, and he would put that guy in. But that guy could score points at Asheville-Weaverville driving Jeff's car, but there's another driver in South Carolina scoring points that's running down at Columbia because they, they just had double point raise. It's, it gets way complicated. That's the way the system was. That's not how the system is now. We're in this system now because we had a driver injured, because we had a driver that had to set out because we had a driver. So it's driven by different circumstances. So it's not, it's an anomaly. It's not something that is going to happen. Back then it could have happened in 62. It could have happened in 63. could have happened in 67. It could have happened all the way up to 68 or 69. But now it's not going to happen unless we have injury or have something like that. So it's a little bit of an anomaly, a little bit of an asterisk. When you look at it, it's not something that, that will happen. So, is it big for Hendrick Motorsports? Yes, it is, because just as we heard Kyle Larson say, that's where the paycheck comes money. from. That's yeah. where the money comes yeah. from. You know what I mean? The clowns are the ones that hold up the trophy that win the, win the drivers' championships, but the ringmaster, this is his payday, yeah. and that's kind of the way it is. So this all started when uh, Kurt Busch was injured. Exactly. Right, so Kurt Busch was injured. He no longer, he was out of the car. That car, because it won a race, was in the playoffs, and that's where this whole, yeah. that's where this whole thing started. I won a, an Xfinity championship with Richard Childress. Don't ask me what year it was. Yeah. Uh, with Scott Wimmer. Scott Wimmer and I 
shared the seat. I was a cup driver. We shared the seat, and we won the owner's championship for Richard Childress Racing. Yeah. It's the only championship I've in my whole NASCAR yeah. career, including late models, I ever was part of a win. And so, we talked about that, that it had, yeah. had happened in the it's Xfinity happened a few times like, before. Like Penske and yes. Gibbs have done this. Yeah, yeah. Xfinity well. does yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you've had this split seat because where you a cup driver and, a, and, a, right, right, yeah. and another guy driving. That's changed through the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not completely uncommon, but at this level. now, So Josh asked about vindication. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, Bubba Wallace sat at home. And that's a huge penalty. And, huge. And we, you know, yep. we, it is. Somebody it could have been more. And that's, you know, Bubba felt really bad when that car qualified as well as it qualified. Felt really bad when it was running as well as it was running. <laughs> that hurts. The minute it spun and it went and ran 38th the rest of the day, Bubba's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. I feel better. I, feel better. I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah, is that yeah. right? And so... In no way did Bubba Wallace not want that team to run well. No, no. Right? For Bubba sure. Wallace wants that team to run well, but you want to be the guy doing it. Yeah. And yeah. so, yes, we're moving on. But when, when and Bubba sent a, a picture out of him, looked like he was in the yeah. war room yeah. uh, on Sunday, you know you're watching that car and right. it's running well and it's qualified well. And yeah. you're like, oh, I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. And, and, but when the car spun and then it didn't run any well the rest of the day, that gave Bubba Wallace within that team, yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. Bubba's doing a good job, right? And so yeah. now Bubba, in my opinion, goes to Martinsville, although humbled, probably with more confidence. Yeah. Hey, I was driving that race car. If I was driving that race car, I'd have been in the front, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. not to go back and revisit it, but no. it still yeah, was fair. a big but, part of what, what, what happened last weekend. Yeah. But, but I, listen, I, I couldn't, I don't have much money in my pocket, but I'd lay it on the table to say that Bubba Wallace's name never crossed Kyle Larson's mind from no. the time they dropped the no. green flag to I, the end yeah. of it. has nothing to do with that. I think not after the last nothing, time he got asked about yeah, it. Yeah, nothing to do with that. He was past that. Yeah, yeah. way past that And, one. you know, to way past. just point, I mean, I thought it was nice that Bubba said, hey, I've ordered my humble pie yeah. from yeah. one of his sponsors while he sat down to watch that race. And clearly he learned some things. I think Kyle Larson was motivated by the fact that he could still yeah. advance the team owner's championship. And even though he made that mistake at the Rumble, yeah. even though Vegas didn't go well, I think that was a motivating factor of him performing so well at Homestead Miami Speedway, having that precision performance. But another key moment of this race happened in the pits with Martin Truex Jr. in the lead and an incident with Kyle Larson. Let's take a look at uh, what happened with Martin Truex Jr. and was hard on the brakes at the same time and uh, I ran right in the back of him so I don't know if my team said he was he was late turned into a stall but I don't know if it was my fault I'm sorry I don't think it was it's it's hard to see down this this pit road I don't know if fans and people realize when you got debris all over your windshield the sunshine is straight in your face 
it's hard to see your stalls. It's really hard to see through these windshields right now with the sun like that and all the stuff covering it. And um, I did see my box late for sure. And, um, you know, so I slowed down before I turned out of, out of the way, the five there. So, you know, obviously uh, partly on me, I, I didn't expect to get turned around. I'm glad nobody uh, got hurt there. Um, you know, but overall, it's just uh, it's just disappointing. And, you know, to uh, have a good day going like that and uh, have a shot at winning and, um, you know, couldn't close the deal. So I hate it for my team. Um, just it's been one of those years, you know, so uh, we're going to keep digging. We're going to win a bunch of races. We just got to get through this rough patch. All that transpired during a caution flag where Martin Truex Jr. was leading on lap 246. He had gotten a lead from another caution flag earlier. They kind of cycled him in front of Larson. So I don't know if necessarily Kyle Larson doesn't still win if if it doesn't happen that way. But obviously, that certainly took Martin Truex Jr. out of contention. He comes back to finish sixth. What do you guys make of all everything we just heard there? Because it sounds to me as if if you've got Truex as spotter counting him down, five, four, three, and then, oh, my God, what happened? Like, it. It sounds to me like it adds up that maybe Martin Truex Jr. sort of just lost uh, place of where he was in the pits. Well, listen, I want to say this: the only car, that, the only driver and car that could run with Kyle Larson was that car. Yep. Yeah, and he True. was. And, and to be honest, Larson wasn't catching him before that caution came out. They were running almost the exact same speed. So I don't know <laughs> if he comes out in front of Kyle Larson. That Kyle Larson wins that race. It becomes <laughs> a lot more difficult. Kyle's strength also was on the end of long runs, and that wasn't going to be a long run. Yeah. So this right here, that 19 car, now it's done for them. They're, I mean, he drove back to six. Yeah, that's the fascinating part. <laughs> I mean, he drove back to six. Yeah, the fascinating yeah. part is that he drove back. Uh, at, at a track where everybody said you can't run low and you can't pass people, he passed yeah. people on both sides yeah. to so, get back. So, so uh, clearly a mistake on, on Truex's part. Yes. And when you, you know, so here's the problem. When you come down pit road, you are trained to be on the rear bumper of the car in front of you. You have to be because... It, it's a race on pit road, right? The sooner you get to your pit box, they do their job, they, they get out. He's got an advantage because he's on pit road first. You have to minimize it, so you go as close as you can to him. If he makes any mistake at all, you can't slow yeah. down. You can't see yeah. it. And uh, I wrecked Dale Jr. at Homestead uh, on the front straightaway on a restart. The sun's right in my eyes. Everybody checked up. I never saw it. Yeah. Wrecked him. And, and so the sun there is really, really challenging, and they, they both said it, so yep. clearly that was, a, that was an issue. So, hey, oh, here you go. Yeah, and look There's at the sun shot. right here. Yeah. Look at the sun. As, as he's coming down, he's got to look to the left. Somebody's counting him in at the same time. Right. Um, but when he finally sees his stuff and turns, it's just everything. It's a perfect storm. Turning the wheel, on the brake, everything, and you just, you just keep going around. That's all. But, but here's the thing, okay? And we talk about speed on a racetrack and, and all this stuff, Okay. Pit road is a game of inches. Pit road is a game of fractions of seconds, not a full second, not a half a second, fractions of seconds. And that extra foot that Kyle Larson, if he gives up an extra foot here, what is that? What is it, what's that translate to at the end of the straightaway? If he jumps out one, one foot ahead of me, is that three feet? Is that six feet? I don't know. But it extrapolates out to be more than just that foot. That's why you see these guys jump on each other. That's why we see under green flags, even if they're spread way out yeah. around the racetrack. Yeah. When they get to pit road, they all get on each other's nose to tail. So this is not and what happened. It's not unheard of the way they come down pit road and it happens every week the way they're right on each other's bumpers like that. So that's not a, this is just a mistake by Truex. Listen, 
in the heat of the moment, and everybody, everybody wanted to vote. I heard somebody say, somebody just kept going on Twitter last night, where one of the on, the, on the radios, they said, get that 19. Well, what he was saying was, go up there and get that 19. Yeah. Not get that 19 on <laughs> not, pit road. Not, not they were out. trying to turn it into, got him yeah. on pit road, yeah. got him. Uh, I got we're going to get it's it back. Not, under, it's not. Under listen caution. to the lingo, listen to the stuff. So yeah. it's not. This was not intentional, but I don't believe intentional by any stretch and, of imagination. And I want to ask you, Jeff, I mentioned this to KP earlier. I mean, this is the first time this race has been held in October. Normally, it's either in late November. Last year was in February. Late November, you know, mid to late November, it's after the time change. I don't know if they've ever pitted in maybe no. these kind we of conditions. We also talked about taking the situation. grandstands down in turn Yeah, one. and Kyle yep. thought, yeah, 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 the vantage I mean, totally points different, different, right? Well, we used to go into night. Right, right. Yeah. So we went through the sunset. You used to right. sunset, and then it would set, and it would, wouldn't be a problem. But my recollection is it would be a problem for a while, and then it would go away. Yeah. But but I may be wrong about that. Yeah. But 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 I, can Truex get this year over soon enough? No. I and mean, he says it every I, week. I can't I mean, get it over. You know, listen, they've they were they finished fourth in regular season points. Yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. I know. They yeah. finished fourth in regular season points. He's yeah. been in position to win a lot of races, not one or two, a I mean, lot of races. This is the third time in the playoffs, or fourth yeah. time. I mean, you got Darlington, Kansas, Texas, and and here, and they probably feel like they're horrible. Yeah. And 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 the and we kind of look at them as like, well, that's not a very good team. That it just was the year that you couldn't yeah. have the kind of year they were having. Any other year, they transferred into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they're they're a threat in the playoffs. No, exactly but, right. but in this year, you couldn't, and it's just been like that for them. So, um, it, I, I I'm waiting to see how they deal with it. Yeah. Like, is there going to be some changes on that team? What is going to happen with that team? Are the, do they feel like they've got the speed? Do they feel like they got the right decision makers? Do they feel like they got everything buttoned up? They're just having bad luck. And this is a difficult position for yeah. a team to be in because at the end of the day, it's results, right? But yeah. it's really that's a team that fascinates me. How are they going to deal with the offseason? What are they going to do to try to get better? Or do they just take the course, hey, we had speed, yeah. we were good, we just had bad luck? Yeah, the, the interest, that is going to be the interesting part because as the year has worn on, not as it's gone on, we've heard those two snap at each other. Um, Mark, what's his, what's the crew chief? I'm James blank. Small. James Small. Yeah, yeah, Small. We've heard him snap at each other uh, on the radio a couple of times. Never remember hearing him snap at Cole a lot. You know, and, and he's not the kind to snap back a lot. Uh, but they've had some feedback on the radio, so it will be interesting to see. Because I think James has done a great job with this team, um, honestly. And, and they've just had, as he said, we talked a minute ago about Larson running a race, and all his valve stems being, or valve springs being broke. This is a guy that, if he's running a race, everything's going to break. Yeah. It's just that time of, yeah. th- type of year. It's yeah. exactly 180 degrees. Yeah, we just saw it in that graphic right there. Many races, unfortunately, have gotten away from Martin Truex Jr. We'll see if it turns around end of this year or next season. When we come back, other playoff drivers had some good fortune, including Kyle Petty's man Ross Chastain. Talk about him and others when we go through the field on the other side. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
qualified 20th, and it took us all day long. And we need to get the car turning better from qualifying and into the race. We were too tight. And Phil Surgeon and his whole Kubota team got it turning better. And How much comfort plus 19 is to the cut line going into that cutoff race? What's it supposed to feel like, Dave? I've never been here. And we just really went backwards that one run. We went from second to, I think, like 13th or 14th. And uh, that one run just really hurt us, and we got a lap down with the pit cycle. And the last run was really good, so it came from – 20th or wherever to, to 12th and uh, get ourselves ahead of the cut line. We'll go into Martinsville. It's a good track for us. Won there in the spring, so we just got to do something like that. Disappointed with, uh, you know, the performance today, but at least that's in our hands. So last week I was very, uh, very, I, I guess, emotional about it because it was out of our hands and, and we were performing well. So today it was in our hands and we just didn't didn't step up to the bat and, and you know, didn't do what we needed to do. You know, short run, long run, bottom, top. Just really couldn't get anything going today. We weren't fast enough to really compete with those guys. You know, even when we got the lead, you know, we were just kind of a sitting duck because I, I, I couldn't go anywhere. Obviously, I had my fair share of times in the wall today, but luckily it uh, car stayed one piece. Really, really tight, kind of the whole race. Honestly, just kind of cruising and trying to get to the caution there in a couple laps and went into to one, and I mean, it was like I hit ice. So, yeah, frustrating. I think that's the first time I ever just crashed by myself, so embarrassing on that side. And the, of all the time for it to happen, that's not when we needed it to happen. Late race spin on the access road. First of all, what happened there? Downshifted, like a complete moron. How do you move on? Yeah, it's just disappointing, mainly in myself. Last two weeks, I've not done a good job uh, executing at all from wrecking last week and, and making a bonehead mood like that this week. Disappointed myself and, and can't have that. It's pretty unacceptable. So let's go try to win Martinsville. I mean, that's, that's all we can do. Try to stay in the game and hopefully... Uh, driver doesn't cost us anything all right there you go through the field the other seven playoff drivers who haven't reached phoenix the title round yet outside of joey logano we just heard from the rest of them we're going to focus on three of them here guys let's start with the guy we heard from last there ryan blaney uh as he said downshifted like a moron uh he didn't sugarcoat it when he meant to upshift coming out of the pits um where do things stand headed to martinsville after two self-induced <laughs> driving uh, errors here for, for Ryan Blaney. You know, that's a that's an error that uh, is this late in the year you just yep. shouldn't make. You know, it, what happens is, you know, with this shifter, you know, you pull it back, you're going from second to third, right? Third to fourth. Every time you pull it back, if you want to downshift, you go forward. That's not an H pattern. Yeah. <laughs> so There's he, no reason to go forward. He, he went H pattern, and, you yeah. know, he just old habit, right? Yeah, an old, old habit. habit. That's His whole life yeah. he's been shifting gears and just an old habit, and uh, yeah, and it, it cost them a lot. I mean, it really did. They had a good run going, and the main thing is they were, you know, it looked like when, a, if you had an average car, it was hard to pass. Yeah. If you had a good car, you could get it done. He got back in the pack and just couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And, and uh, it was just two mistakes in a row, and, uh, you know, at this point in his career, he's a guy that's right on the verge. He's right on the verge of being the guy that can consistently win races, contend for championships. Yeah. He's got to take the next step. Martinsville is an opportunity for him to do that. Yeah. You know, can he come out of there yeah. with a walk-off moment, win the deal, go to Phoenix? That would be a huge moment in his career. He's, he's 18 points down now on the cut line after losing essentially 30 points yeah. between the mistakes at Vegas yeah. and Homestead, Kyle. And now, yeah, it pretty much is must-win for Ryan Blaney. He's never made the championship four. To Jeff's point, like, how important is this moment to so, take that step? So, I don't know. Hey, so you, we we got I, he's got to go to Martinsville and beat every driver in the field, including Ryan, Ryan Blaney, 
Okay, he's got to beat himself because right now he's beating himself up. You, you know what I mean? He's got to get out of his head and get above that somewhere and say, I'm better than that guy right there. And, and, and he's got to go do that because I think he is so deep in his head right now with so many mistakes and so many things that have happened that it's almost like Truex is just like waiting for the next thing to happen. Now Blaney's waiting for the next thing to happen. If you're waiting for the next thing to happen, you're already, you're already beat. And that, that's why I say he's got to go for these next two races. And I'm not sure there's enough time in this season to, to do that. I, I'm just saying because it's been so devastating. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it. He's won six times. He's won the second stage. He's won, has more stage wins. He's scored points. He's done everything that you need to do to be a NASCAR champion and be on your way to, to Phoenix, except win races, except win races. And the reason is, we talk about it all the time, he can't finish. He's not finishing these things. He's got to finish something. And sometimes all you've got to do is just finish something. Finish it third, finish it fifth. Just give me an anchor that I can start on. And that's what he has to do right now for Ryan Blaney. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, Jeff. They had team owner Roger Penske on the 12 radio you know, before the race. And I think he might have given some encouragement during the race as well. Seems to be a sign that Penske is expecting Ryan Blaney. Like, hey, we're all in your corner here, but you got to make this happen. Oh, I, listen, they, they, didn't they sign him to a long, long-term contract? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's part of their future. And they want to see him succeed, and they believe he can. Uh, you know, how do you help, right? How does, yeah. a, how does an owner, how does an organization rally around yeah. the guy and help him take that next step? That's a, you know, that's a challenge for every team, every organization. It's not an easy thing to do. He's got the talent. Yeah, that's He's not, got that's the not a problem. That's Just not the got issue. to connect the dots. Those, yeah. la- last, those last dots that are – by the way, I never connected them either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never connected that last yeah. one no, but we, where yeah. I could go win championships, right? I got most of them, but I never got to that. But not to, and not to go too long on this, but we, we were talking about this in, in another podcast that we did, is, is you can – making a race car driver, there's so many tools. You talk about it – we talked about it before where, you know, you've got a Josh Wise who works you out, who gets you here. You've got simulation. You've got that. There's nothing wrong with having that mental coach, that mental skill to be able to overcome that and put that – and that's another tool that these guys have and should use, utilize at this level. We didn't have that when we played. You, yeah. you know what I mean? You just went in the closet and cried and closed the door and that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you hoped you were a better person when you came out. Well, another so, driver I've heard talk about that, that he's kind of turned to some self-help this yeah. year, is Ross Chastain. Yeah. He's talked about sort of that power of positive thinking he's got going on. Finishes second at Homestead, now 19 points up on the cut line, second place in the points. Yeah. The only man in the country who picked him to make the championship <laughs> for is to our left here, yeah. Jeff. <clears throat> Feel free to gloat. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> I, I think I think he, to me, and I said this before, to me he's a little like um, Noah Gregson after Noah's wreck at, at, at Road America. He, everything that went on with he and Denny and everybody else who pointed a finger at him and everybody else, I think he thought about it. I think it got in his head a little bit, and he thought about it. I think it got in Justin Mark's head. I think it got in everybody's head a little bit, and they thought about it. And they said, how can we help help this? And Justin has given him room to grow, has given him room to find himself. And at the same time, been that guy to say, go back. You can do this. You got it. You know what I mean? And been an encourager. So that's what you need sometimes in, the, in an owner. And I think Justin's been a great owner for Ross Chastain at this stage in Ross Chastain's career. Another owner may not look at it that way. I think Justin looks at it that way. And I think Ross has learned. And Ross has stepped back and looked at the entire sport. And said, okay, this can be my place, but now it's time to go. And over the last two or three weeks, he's come back. 
They raced clean. They raced strong. He raced clean and strong with three guys that he's had issues with. We talked about it. A.J. Truex and, and, and Denny. And, and, Denny. Denny. and they all raced strong. They all raced hard. They all raced for a better place for both of them. So I, I think he's learned... Um, I think he's learned a lot. I think he's a better driver for it. He said it in the interview. We said it a minute ago. You know, if I run a race and don't learn, shame on me. You know, and I think he's a, he's a better driver and in a better place right now. Um, how do you feel like Ross is driving the last couple of races, Jeff? Has he changed his style a little bit? Because there's been a little bit of talk about how maybe he approached round 16, round of 12 a little bit differently than round I eight. think he maximizes opportunities. Yeah. I think that he didn't get over his head. I yeah. think he maximizes opportunities. And, and – with his finishes, and and so I, I I don't know what he could have done different. I don't think he had a winning race car this week. No, he put himself I, in I a position so to get a win. Uh, so yeah, I just think he's maximized his opportunities, and that's what you have to do. That's the opposite of what Ryan Blaney's yeah. been doing, right? Yeah. Ryan's actually had faster cars, but not been able yeah. to execute. Ross has been able yeah. to execute, doing a great job. Yeah. All right. So Ross is pretty much top of the table among the non-qualified Phoenix drivers, and second. Let's talk about the guy who's now eighth, Chase Briscoe, uh, finishes last at Homestead, now 44 points down. I mean, it's been a great story, but he's just got to win at this point. He does, but Chase Briscoe has been a hero. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, think about what Chase Briscoe has done. He's gone further in the playoffs than Harvick. Yep. Stuart Haas racing, needs somebody to push Harvick, needs some, a, a team other than the four car. He, he has been carrying that race car. Yep. I don't care what anybody says. He has been carrying that race car. That race car has not had the speed. He's been overstepping his bounds and getting by with it. Yep. He was trying to do it again and at bidding. And, yeah. But that's he has not had the speed to be in the position that he's been. He's been carrying the race yes. car. They, now, no, now listen, you're right. I'm, they've had good <coughs> race cars, but they haven't had race cars as good as they've been finishing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, 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 Ross Chastain, I mean, I'm sorry, Chase Briscoe, I, I, I got zero issue with what he yeah. did on, on, on no, Sunday. No, no, no. Because yeah. he's been putting it on his shoulders and carrying it. And that's what he was having to do. He was They were horrible. They were, yeah, they they were. were not good at all. Yeah. And, and he was trying to The same to way they've been happen. at like Vegas and Texas. And they, and they found that magic. They just, he just couldn't yeah. find it. But at Vegas and at Texas, he was pushing there too. He just yeah. got by yeah. with it. Yeah. And on this track, he didn't. Yeah. And, and I said it yesterday in pre-race. I said, same thing. Blue collar, work ethic, just go grind it out, grind it out, grind it out. Take advantage of everything you can take. And, and I said yesterday on pre-race, I said, he's that guy out mowing your yard on his Mahindra tractor. And you say, hey, see that guy out there? He made the final eight. He's, <laughs> that's what he did. That's how good that guy is out there. Because that's what he did. He made it to the eighth. And, and you would have never thought that. When he was the first guy I had out at 16. He was the first guy I had yeah. out at 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I didn't bet against him on the, on the final because I was, man, he made it this far. He's going the whole way. But he was just that easy pickings. But at the same time, you couldn't see how determined he was. And I, I've got no issue with what he's done through this whole thing. All right. So that's the picture going into Martinsville in the Cup Series. When we come back, we'll talk Xfinity Series. We've got two drivers locked in on that side, including one of the big three now after Homestead. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. No 
Alec Gregson. Such incredible numbers here in Miami, but has never been able to finish it and get the win. A win here in Miami is going to give him a shot with the championship four. Gregson wins. Run for a championship. Good job, dude. Yeah. He's kicked their ass, baby. Let's go. That is the eighth win already for Noah Gregson. And there it is, series high eight wins this year for Noah Gregson. He locks into the Phoenix title race along with Josh Berry. And as we take a look here at the playoff standings, the number third and fourth ranked drivers, Ty Gibbs and A.J. Allmendinger, finish second and third in Saturday's Xfinity race. So hang in Martinsville, guys. It feels like uh, we could have Josh Berry wow. in the big three in the Xfinity series this year. You know, what looked like kind of a boring Xfinity round of eight has changed. Yes, it is all now. Yes, I mean, it's, you know, Almendinger, Algar, Hill, all separated by only a few points. I mean, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And, you know, and Drana Jones has won at Martinsville before. Yep. So right. last, last time there. Yeah. yeah. So if he goes up yeah. there and wins, oh boy, there's things could change. Sam Mayer is exceptionally confident. Yes. He keeps talking about Martinsville, keeps talking about it. Saturday's gonna be fun. Yeah. Fun for us. It's yeah. not gonna be fun it, for them. Yeah, it is. I mean, we we talked about it during during post race. They interviewed those drivers after the race. Okay. And and you know, Brandon Jones and and Hill had that little their little piece right there. But every one of them, when they interviewed them, we can go to Martinsville and win. Yeah. Every yeah. one of them said it. Yeah. That was the fascinating part for me. The difference between Sunday's race where everybody <laughs> said, we got to go to Martinsville and get points. Everybody in the Xfinity race said, we can go to Martinsville and win. None of them gave us any lip service about points. Going up there and points racing or doing anything. They said, we're going to win. So that was the fascinating part. Uh, and the juxtaposition between those two races was how one looked at it as a positive and the other looked at it as Armageddon. Yeah, which is interesting because for... Th- Three of these drivers, Almendinger, Allgaier, and Hill, are all kind of in that neighborhood yeah. there where I think any of those guys could, could get there on points on without points. needing to That's win. Right. Uh, which is interesting because I think a lot of people thought going into Homestead that Almendinger might have missed his shot at Vegas. He did not have a good race at Vegas and didn't seem that confident at Homestead. And then goes into Homestead and finishes third back-to-back. Back-to-back. I know, both races. Yeah. Driver Crazy. of the Week award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almendinger. Yeah, I mean, he's should, the driver of the week. I mean, yeah. he didn't win either race, yeah. but... No one expected him to finish top five in either one, and there he was in both races. And and what a great job. Qualified bad, qualified yep. 13th, I think, in the Xfinity race. Oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. <laughs> Put his head down, went to yeah, work. Nah, AJ. You know, and made oh, stuff yeah. happen. So, great weekend for AJ. And quiet on the radio. Y'all, y'all kept commenting how quiet he was on the radio on Saturday. But the funny part to me is is AJ's, AJ's you know, he wears his emotions. But um, the post-race, when you watch the radio – or what's the interview? He's almost surprised that he finished third. He's yeah. almost surprised that he ran that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like it caught him totally off guard. How did we do this? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Austin Hill goes to Martinsville with nothing to lose. Yeah, for sure. Justin Algar goes to Martinsville potentially being the senior guy at Junior Motorsports not making the yeah. – going to Phoenix with a chance to win a championship. Wow. There's a lot of pressure on Justin Algar that he will be putting on himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam Mayer is yeah. young. No one really expecting yeah. him to be there, but you do not expect Justin Algar to be the the guy yeah. for Josh Berry and Noah Gregson. It shows you how competitive the Xfinity Series See, this year and how competitive Junior Motorsports is. Yeah, and I, I look at that. I look at that, and I looked at it on the plane on the way home. And I looked at Algar. Algar and Hamlin are in the same place for me. Uh, you know what I mean? From 
pressure to be that old guy, to be that yeah. senior guy, to be that senior guy in that group because they both can be that. And it's, you're right. The pressure for Justin is, comes from internal. It comes from that internal thing to be the junior motorsports, the, the leader of that team. I need to be there with my guys. Yeah, that's a good analogy to, to Denny, Kyle. Well, I will say that I think there's more pressure on Allgaier because oh, yeah. when we're talking about experience at Martinsville, I mean, AJ's got them all covered from his time racing in Cup. I mean, Xfinity has not been racing at yeah. Martinsville for all that much. And even though I looked up the stats today, and Allgaier's got two top fives at, at uh, Martinsville and Xfinity, but AJ's got that many in Cup. So yeah. be interesting to see how it shakes out. AJ goes in with a five-point lead on the cut line heading into Saturday, Xfinity race at Martinsville. When we come back, we'll wrap up uh, our discussion of the Cup playoff contenders and also give you a Martinsville preview coming on NBC Sunday. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. make it into the championship four. This is the complete coward move. The bumper to the back of the 24. A drag race. They're sideways. When it's time to fight. Chase puts the pressure on. Denny Hamlin not happy. I wanted to win. When it's time to go. And Martinsville Speedway, my favorite track on the circuit. Where the action will be this weekend and fans love Martinsville and what better fan to talk to you about than Marvin Blue joining NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Marvin, welcome to the program. Thanks, Nate. Great to chat with you guys tonight. So we're heading to Martinsville Speedway, or as I like to call it, the ye olde paperclip. And my question for you guys is, uh, with Chase Elliott, uh, didn't have a stellar finish at Homestead. Do you think he still has a shot to make it into the championship for uh uh, with a win at Martinsville on Sunday. All right, appreciate the question there, Marvin. So interesting race for Chase Elliott. He kind of stabilized. Even though he finished 14th, he had two stage points finishes. So goes into Martinsville having led 185 laps there in the spring. He's got five top fives. He's got a win there. Do we, do we like Chase Elliott's chances? I like Chase Elliott's chances. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's 11 points to the good. That's not a lot. I mean, yeah. but I like... If you, if you say to me, can Chase Elliott get enough points to get done what he needs to get done with an 11-point advantage, I'd say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. It's not a given by any means, means. Yeah. But, but I feel pretty good about Chase Elliott and what he could do. Yeah, I, I do too. I think I, I, I do feel good about Chase at, at, at Martinsville because I think he, he, has a, he has a solid understanding of how to run the race. Um, and he just runs the race. And he's always put himself in position to have those opportunities to win, to have those. And that, that's the funny part about Martinsville. It's a, and you know it, it's a different kind of race. It's not just a, you got to be there. you got to put yourself. You can't, it, just because i got to ride here behind you in 6th and 7th, I'll ride here until I get ready to get lapped or something to happen. But I'm not going to do anything stupid. And that's kind of the way Chase is. So I think he, he stands a good shot. But listen, I, I go back to what I said earlier. Talk to me after qualifying. Yeah. And let, let me yeah. see where they're at because qualifying is going to be key there. 
KP says the most important qualifying session for these seven drivers in their careers, probably. I mean, certainly for guys who haven't won yeah. a championship yet. I uh, I concur. Yeah. I think Friday, I think Saturday is going to be pressure packed. Pressure packed. It's be pressure packed for I those do. guys, yeah. without a doubt. So another uh, guy who's above the cut line, Chase Elliott's Hendrick Motorsports teammate, William Byron, is plus five. Kind of a similar race to Chase at Homestead. I mean, Byron starts from the pole. He faded them the last two runs, but he had strong stages. He's got four top fives in Martinsville. He's won the most recent race there. Yeah. What do we think about Willie B? You know, I, I don't know. This has been a strange, they've been strange to me. Um, kind of like kind of like Chase, where I thought at one point in time, these guys had got on a roll, where they, where they were knocking out top tens, doing things and, and doing things special. And then they just kind of seemed to lose their way. And then Saturday or Sunday, uh, the pit stop, they were already had put themselves in a bad position, then the pit stop just compounded their problem. Um, and they were never able to recover because they just got worse. They just lost the racetrack at some point in time. You can lose Martinsville. You, that racetrack can get ahead of you, and they can't afford that, to have that happen. And the Chevys were really good the first part of the year when they went up there, and I think we lose track, lose sight of how good Chevys were when we first came out with this, this Gen 6 car. So it's going to be interesting for me. William Byron and his team are operating on a higher level than Denny Hamlin and his team are at the moment. Hmm. Even though Hamlin's been finishing better the last couple of races. I believe that to be the case. I think oh, there's yeah. more speed in that 24 Oh, there's car. speed. Yeah. And so if you're thinking Chase Elliott is good, then you got a William Byron-Denny Hamlin point battle. Who can beat whom? Yeah. And, and right you, now... Yeah, I give the edge of William Byron. Yeah, I, I, I would go. I would Fairly. concur there. I would concur Fairly. there. I think. I think if you're just if we, if you're just we're just looking at those two, and you say head to head, if this was a Vegas bet, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with William on this one too. I just. I don't, I don't think Denny. Denny's just. Denny is what he is. There, that other team can be exceptional. The 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 24 has that speed. I, I think. I mean, to Jeff's point, it seems like Hamlin. Driver and team have been executing really well, but as Hamlin said in his interview after Homestead, like his car won't go or whatever on restarts. Yeah. So he just doesn't seem like he has the speed. Even though yeah. when we think of Martinsville, I think he's the first driver we think of. It's been four years since he's won there. Probably a lot of questions for that. Team. I, listen, I'm not. I think it's going to be a, a, a fierce battle. It's going to be a heavyweight fight. There's no question, and, and you got to do everything right. You can't make any mistakes. Yeah, uh, we, that's you know, the deal. William Byron was really good there in the spring, obviously, yeah. and and uh, I don't know. I just right now, I just get a little better feeling about William and his team than I do Denny and his team. Okay, you can't. Okay, here's the thing: you can't make these guys are not going to be able to make any mistakes on the racetrack, on pit road, parking their cars, getting out of their trucks. They're not going to be able to make any mistakes. <laughs> To come away from there, I, I think we saw one of the greatest moments in the sport. I'll say that for from from making the chase or at the playoffs and moving on was Chase Elliott's guy when he jumped over the wall, oh, yeah. comes back and tags up. That's knowledge of the game and understanding where you're at. And we can't even that today may take you out of it. That's how close it's going to be for these guys. Yeah, the presence of mind. Yes, that unfortunately, the presence like of mind. Ryan that's still, hasn't really shown. That's yeah. what you have to have. If you want to make exactly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I, can, I can't good. wait to get up there. It's yeah. going to be. Yeah. I, I'm like you. I love this racetrack. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's great racetrack. Great place to have the final cutoff race of the season. Come back. We'll preview more Martinsville Wednesday with myself, DJ Steve Wittart on NASCAR America Motor Mountains. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.